0: Welcome back to another podcast with Emery and Heather the Twins! Yas! Yas, meesh! Yas! So, I want to do a little something different this episode and start forward from this episode on. Do a little... what's the fuck it called? Like when you... <laughs> I'm glad we didn't discuss this beforehand and I can get the actual fucking word. Recommend. Emory recommends okay so lately I've been obsessed with this TV show called Bondi rescue it is about lifeguards in Australia on Bondi Beach (laughs) I am obsessed with it I'm obsessed with the accents it is amazing and dramatic and I love it and most reality TV I don't really care for because most reality TV isn't reality this seems legit. I think it's
1: funny that you've been hooked on a TV show that's set in Australia because I just watched another fucking horror movie, and it's set in Australia. Why do we keep doing this?
0: I don't know. <laughs> For those of you who have, this is like your first episode, whatever, welcome. Heather is my twin. Not biologically, but somehow through celestial beings decided we're gonna connect them. Hail Satan! Hail Satan! yeah <laughs> <laughs> We're nine days apart. We're both from lower Missouri, both from poduck towns, both pretty goth slash punk slash everything in between because we're hoarders of sorts of culture hoarders of cor- culture. Don't give me that look. <laughs> <laughs> So we're very similar. Similar things happen to us a lot, too. Like, today's subject for the spoopy part of 3 Spoopy 5 Me, the podcast. I went ahead and told her, I'm like, hey, this is what we're going to do it about. She's like, what? First off, the curse of King Tut. Yeah, bitches! Egypt. Egypt. <laughs> So what did you tell me when I told you, hey, we're going to do the podcast on this and this? Whenever they told me that we were going
1: to do the podcast on the Curse of King Tut, I was like, holy shit. I was just talking to someone about the Curse of King Tut because at the Nelson Art Museum in Kansas City, there's actually a pair of earrings from King Tut's tomb. Oh, shit. Yeah, and so we were kind of half joking, half being serious about, like, mummies curse and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And whenever I went to Chicago, I went to the field, and there's a lot of mummies and, like, a tomb set up there as well. And then the other part of the episode...
0: Can I tell them, or do you want to tell them? So, the second part for our true crime... Kind of true crime. It's true. It happened. But was it a crime? Dun-dun-dun! <laughs> Maybe, depending. it. It's a little bit conspiracy. A little bit. I'm. It's straight-up conspiracy theories of the Titanic. As in Celine Dion on the front of a bow of a ship, just belting her heart out. Because her heart will go on. Leo DiCaprio somehow still not holding on, though.
1: No.
0: Kate Winslet on a door. Selfish bitch. We all gonna die.
1: Fine, but except her, because she
0: was on that door. And then she found a whistle. (laughs) That's what what happened! Spoiler alert, if you haven't seen Titanic, it sinks. (laughs) I'm not kidding. I've had a few friends who have not seen the Titanic, and they're like, how does it end? I'm like... "What? What? We have to have this conversation. Oh, sweet summer children, no everybody dies <laughs> except for like 600 people not even that no
1: not even that because they didn't have enough lifeboats for everyone on board and they didn't even fill
0: them to capacity no oh anyway skip it ahead there <laughs> that's but we were gonna go on a rant <laughs> <laughs> anyways titanic conspiracies did it sink was it really the titanic that sank was it a mummy on board of the titanic yeah that's a theory was it nazis It's always the Nazis. Now, mind you, it sank in 1912. Yeah. The Nazis weren't around in 1912. I mean, theoretically they were, they
1: just weren't called Nazis. Because I don't think that happened until, like, the 30s.
0: It's a good 20-ish years before the Nazis. Before the Nazis officially became Nazis. And not just... It was before the world, first World War II. France, Ferdinand. Nope, that's not. That's the singer. <laughs> Prince Ferd- Duke Ferdinand. <laughs> you were listening to the links in my brain slowly getting me there. Arch, Duke, Ferdinand. Hey, there you go. Was still alive. In 1912. You were getting it. I was going to let you get there on your own. I can do it. I can do it. (laughs) Anastasia was still living it up. Wait, was she around? I don't think she was born then. Maybe (laughs) We'll see. We'll see. She's still. Okay. We're We're going on so many rabbit chase scenes. We're going to stop. We're going to reel it back in. And start from the beginning. Yes. But when told about this second part of the
1: episode, I was like, huh, that's funny, because I just watched a mini-documentary about the Titanic. We have not spoken about this podcast this entire week, whenever the two of us have been having these conversations, <laughs> or researching anything, because I did not know I was
0: going to be here. Yeah. Yeah. It's a twin thing. And hear
1: more spooky twin things. Listen to the past episode where we talked about them, but didn't
0: include any stories about ourselves, so this is that story. We probably should have. Probably. that's another time and place. Maybe we'll do another twin podcast focused on twin stuff later. Yes. Yeah. So, rounding that out... Go ahead, go watch Bondi Rescue on YouTube. Just go in there and search it. You'll find all the nonsense and all the coolness. It's Australia. There's just... I mean, okay, so here's the thing. They arrest people on that show. And as an American, I'm watching them arrest people. You want to know what the police do? They just gently herd them away from the beach. (laughs) And they don't fight the police. And the police don't really handcuff them. I don't know.
1: They're just all chill with each other.
0: They are. I don't know. Go watch it. Find out for yourself. YouTube. Bondi. B as in boy. O as in ostrich. N as in Nancy. D as in... David. David. I as in... Ida? Idaho. (laughs) Idaho. I dat ho. (laughs) Bondi Rescue. (laughs) Just look it up. You'll have a great time. It's awesome. But moving on to our first subject. King Tut, the boy king. King Tut. He married a sister. (laughs) Explains so much. Okay, so... But the thing is with that, a lot of... It was a little, it's a, it's a thing in royal families. Oh, definitely, because they wanted Not to keep just the Egyptian royal families, like every royal family.
1: Yeah, because they wanted to keep the royal bloodline pure, and in doing so, they created so much fucking incest. Yeah, it was pure, alright, whenever they started growing extra limbs.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I also watched a documentary about incest. About first cousin marriages. Cause that's a big old thing in some cultures. I mean, I just read some Jane Austen recently
1: and they're all marrying their cousins, so.
0: I mean that explains a lot. Yee. Yee. <laughs> but um I also didn't know that Nefertiti was their mom. You didn't know? No. Nefertiti is my girl. Hat chip suit is my girl. Truth. Hat chip suit is the bump, but we're not about here. We are here about King Tut, the boy king, who died when he was like 15. 15? 16? 16. They're in that area. Murdered. Not by disease, but by someone. We still don't know who. Probably Ur-supers. Ur-supers? Ur-Supers? Usurpers? Usurpers. Usurp. I surp. Everybody surp, surp. <laughs> <laughs> don't look at me like that. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be a fun night, you guys. Hey. <laughs> King Tut died. And so did... Also, I didn't know this. His sister's name was Moon. I'm like, that's from the fucking Mummy. With Brendan Fraser. Oxonamun. Um, well, fucking Imhotep. Imhotep
1: was actually this great priest, doctor... Yeah! ...from Egypt, and his statue was in the, uh, surgical
0: science museum that I went to in Chicago. That's right! Yes! But I'm just like, wait, I know these names from the mummy. Yeah. Brendan (laughs) Fraser! My boy!
1: Brendan Fraser. Hey!
0: Yeah! Yeah! (laughs) (laughs) But I didn't know that was his sister, and... I don't know if she was murdered or not. Probably. And they might have had kids. Which probably... They probably didn't live long. I watched the documentary about it. I didn't finish it, so I wasn't sure if it actually ended up being his kids or not. Because they were kind of dead. Like, (laughs) (laughs) okay, of course they're dead. But, like, at a very young age, like, they were not full-term babies.
1: Oh, gotcha.
0: That's what I mean. But they were buried as if they were royalty. So if you're going to bury a baby, and, <laughs> I don't think I should, we're going to stop <laughs> and move on. King Tut. Curse. Awesome. So. <laughs> oh
1: my <God>. His tomb. <laughs> I'm so glad we don't have to worry about getting demonetized.
0: Demonetization oh. doesn't exist here. Cause I don't have sponsors except for one anchor. Hit them up. Anyways, not ad time. Continuing. You're here for a mummy. Let's give him a mummy. (laughs) King Tut. It is widely claimed that by opening up his tomb, everyone on the excavation was suddenly cursed. But I will say that... During the research, there's actually no curse on King Tut's tomb. Whereas some pharaohs do have curses for if you ate certain foods, like pork or fish, impurities, if you just had sex recently even. I mean, they're very right there on the front saying, hey, don't come in here if you had the diddles. Oh yeah, it's a warning. Please don't come in here and fuck with my shit. I will fuck you up with my curse. Thank. Bye. Thanks. Bye. But he didn't actually have one, and the curse was actually brought up in English headlines back in England because the actual person who funded the funded the dig did not give exclusive gave exclusive rights to only one paper. So the other papers in town decided, <laughs> that's fun, we're gonna do this shit to you now. And ran stories about the curse of King Tut. So it's basically all made up, but at the same time, weird shit still happened. Mm-hmm. That's an ad and I don't want you, go away. Stop saying that. I... <laughs> Uh, just let me see the text technical difficulties please hold (laughs) thank you whatever thank (laughs) you next (laughs) so the financier of the actual dig would you get out of the way I want to read the text I'm trying to tell a story. This is awful. This is awful. (laughs) It's fine. What's happening? What's happening? So, the financier of the actual dig was in the tomb. So was Howard Carter, the guy who was actually running the dig. Uh, His... Assistant and the financier's daughter. They all went into the tomb when they first opened it and they were like, oh, it's kind of barren. But then they knocked down a wall. Boom! It's a mummy. I'm simplifying things because I can't see things because History Channel can suck a dick with their fucking ad placements. Oh.
1: That's unfortunate.
0: Unfortunate. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Basically, a rich white dude. I don't know what just happened, but I went so... Anyways! Okay. (laughs) Anyways. (laughs) So, a bunch of people that were first on the dig site that actually discovered his tomb after it was enclosed... For, like, 1,500 years or so. They befell a fate of death and misfortune. The financier that actually went into there, he had had a mosquito bite the day prior. It got infected. It was infected, but he didn't realize it. So when he was shaving, he accidentally cut the bite, and then it began to bleed. As it does but then he just got really sick real quick, didn't last that long, and all of a sudden, that's me making a dead noise. Yep. Because dead people make noises. <laughs> okay, anyways. <laughs> Demonetization! Oh my god. <laughs> he dies. The secretary dies. So... What was said was that when they opened the tomb and later that night, the lights in Cairo went out. Which happens actually quite often, apparently, because everything was British run. Yeah, and there's something wrong with the power grid, and it kind of. It was also the the early 1900s. Not a lot is, as you would say, steady. Technologically advanced. Sturdy. (gasps) And it's just kind of like, oh, okay, so this is what's happening. Fun. Then there are, like, other things that went wrong, too. Howard Carter, the actual dig person, was... Ended up just closing the site down and barring everybody out. Including the Egyptian government. Which, I mean... If you are an English lord and you decide to go into Egypt and you're like, hey, this is mine now. Y'all quit fucking with it. Goodbye. Little rude. Little rude. It's not your country. It's not your king. Leave it alone. So he gets kicked out of Egypt. (laughs) He's not allowed back into Egypt. (laughs) He loses everything all the egyptian antiques that most of the people had were returned because they heard there was a curse because they heard about the financier's death about how carter lost everything about how the secretary died and then the daughter um said that the same time that her father died there favorite pet dog at home died at the exact same time. I don't know how they tell that. I don't understand that, but that's what happened. And then other people started getting sick. And what I found out was kind of really rude. They opened his King Tut's sarcophagus and broke him up to get to the amulets as in they just As in they, like, just cut him up into pieces. Rude! Yeah. That's what you get. If there is a curse, there's not. But if there was a curse, that's what you get. Don't hack dead bodies into pieces to steal their jewelry.
1: Well, I mean, at that period in time and before that, too, like, they were discovering all these tombs and they were having unwrapping parties. Like, the rich elite in England... You would go, you, you would pay people to go to Egypt and get a mummy, bring it to you, and then you would plop it on the table and have all your friends
0: come over and have an unfucking fucking rapping party. That's what, like, that was a real ri- thing. That's like suburban mom shit. Yeah, pretty much. That's what suburban- if it was still done today. Alright Karen, tonight we're going to unwrap a mummy. Are you ready? Are you ready? It's gonna be so much fun! The kids will just die. Oh my god. Dem- <laughs> Demonetization! <laughs> I don't get it. What is- Let's unwrap this dead person. And they used to take mummy parts and eat them for medicine. Oh yeah, they ground them up. Spoiler alert. It doesn't help. That gonorrhea you got, that's your own fault. It's the antibiotics. (laughs) (laughs) Leeches would be better for you than eating mummy. But it just surprised me so much that they did all that. I'm like, if there is a curse, you deserve it. Because what had happened to also the financier's family, he had already taken a bunch of stuff back to his estate. And then... All of his family was like, get rid of it, get rid of it, get rid of it, give it back, give it back. We're cursed, we're gonna die, it's awful. And the daughter of the financier actually passed away because she had, they had been like talking about King Tut and she had a stroke at that moment. I'm like, that proves it! You shouldn't have done that! But also what was found out later is because there was a, um, an American lady from Philadelphia who had gone over there in, like, the 93, 96 era. Gone over there and gotten sick and come back from King Tut's tomb because she had touched the wall. There's a fungus on it. Yeah. She didn't, no one knew. And they were just like, she touched the wall and then she just died. But there but well, one don't go touching the
1: fucking walls and tombs that is ancient don't get your nasty ass oils on it
0: That's what you get <laughs> mm. Mm. Also if you're an archaeologist and someone tells you it's okay to take a few things here and there don't fucking take things here and there and it's not yours and it's not okay and A true archaeologist would not tell you that because, see, they had interviews with archaeologists. And there's one who's like, yeah, of course you go and take a few coins here and there. I'm like, "That you want dead spirits in your house? That's how you get dead spirits in your house. It's not yours. Don't take it. You get haunted. That's how you this get is Davy like... Jones coming after you. This is also the guy who's like, there's no curse on Tut's tomb. I went right up into his mask and he was beautiful and I just gave him a big old kiss. I'm like, you're going to get gonorrhea. There's no telling what is on that mask. Don't touch it. Don't
1: touch it. Wash Don't your touch hands. It.
0: Wash your face. Don't touch things. Don't be that white person in the horror movie. Exactly. Don't be that guy. Don't ever be that guy. When doing archaeology digs, go by the rules of the caves. I went to summer school a lot growing up, and I always went to the cave portion where they would teach us how to Go through cave, what things were. Don't touch anything. Don't leave anything. Take only pictures, leave only footprints. Don't touch shit. This is why we can't have things. This is literally why we can't have things. (laughs) Don't. What are you going to do? Do it. There's
1: a there's a, a horror movie that is a Shudder original. Shudder, sponsor us, yeah. hey hell yeah, Shudder. And it's called The Ranger. And it's fucked up. But it comes back to that premise of kill nothing but time, take nothing but pictures, mm-hmm. leave nothing but footprints mm-hmm. type deal. Because there's some... People that keep going missing on the mountain and all these mauled bodies keep showing up and there's bears on the mountain and wolves but are there it's the wendigos bum, bum 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 no
0: spoilers but it's a good movie and you should check it out if you have shutter just saying shutter hey what's up <laughs> <laughs> but no it just baffles me because it's a very simple story people go into the tomb and they break things, they take things, they broke the mummy. That's kind of a big thing you don't do. And then they start dropping dead. Like, it's a literal movie premise. <laughs> they made movies of this. Hi, Brendan Fraser. What's up, boy? <laughs> don't touch things. That's more moral of the lesson, guys. <laughs> this, one, this first part was kind of all over the place, and I apologize for it, because it just, there's actually not a lot to it, but it is really fucking interesting because both me and Heather do love Egypt. Yeah, yeah. What, what do you have on the back, on your back, tattooed on her, your back? I
1: have, on um, my lower back, I have Isis and Osiris, and then above that I have a scroll that's a portion of the Egyptian Book of the Dead. And then I have the eyes of Ra, and it says, watch over me. And then on my right shoulder, I have essentially a bust of Anubis.
0: For a moment, I thought you said "bus" of Anubis. And I'm like, "No, beep, beep, everybody no, no. aboard. No, no. Taking the trolley around the bin. <laughs>
1: it's beep, like beep. the cat bus from uh, My Neighbor Totoro, <laughs> no, except it's, it's a, a jackal. It's a, it's a jackal bus. And he takes you to the underworld. Kind of fitting. Okay. Ah! The notification. Okay.
0: I'm here for this. I'm here. Let's do this. Yes. Someone draw that for us.
1: Yes, I will. I would get that tattooed. I probably would. Hell's yeah.
0: That's the next tattoo. <laughs> Let's pick Heather's next tattoo. Not really, because oh, she will murder me. <laughs> Emery, what'd you do? I didn't do nothing. You put it out there, and now it's a thing. It's fine. I kind of want to see the ideas. That'd be pretty cool. (laughs) I know, right? I've got 30. What's one more? I want to get more Egyptian stuff. I don't know. I've got a lot. Like, I would like more Egyptian stuff. It's just the concept of Egypt and their mythology in the ancient times is amazing to me. It's so fascinating. And this is still kind of on King Tut because we're in Egypt. But, like, I had this book growing up about the stories of the gods. Of, like, what happened with Isis and Osiris. Of I not Ibis. Yeah. Was it Ibis? That's one of them. No, that's a bird.
1: Yeah. Uh, are you talking about Thoth? The ibis-headed god?
0: Thoth! <laughs> I pictured the bird. I'm like... Ibis. Thoth. Thoth. T H O T H. Thoth and Set and Anubis And and Horus and Nut and Ra. There's so many. There's so many and they're all just so amazing. It's kind of like Greek gods for a lot of people. Well, it is because
1: what is so fascinating to me about that time in Egypt. And the early and middle and late kingdom is that they were so focused on death, but not in a bad way. Like, they didn't shy away from it. Like, the Mm -hmm. pyramids and all of the tombs and everything, these people spent their entire lifetime planning where their bodies would be kept because they thought and the re- the reason they did mummification is because they thought that your soul had to recognize your body to come back to it because your soul went on to this awesome afterlife mm-hmm. depending I mean because you're you know you got weighed against the feather of truth and you know if mm-hmm. you were a bad dude sorry about you you're gonna be eaten by a crocodile by a crocodile like Monster. Monster. Uh, a,
0: a newt? Was it a newt? Something like that. Um, A-N-U-T. Not an actual newt. No. Different! <laughs> not lizard. Different! Not Amphibian. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but,
1: but. Yeah, like they. They just had such. Strong beliefs that. It seemed everyone. Took part in. Yeah, and. And it's just, they had reasoning behind everything. And, you know, it's nice that they had that.
0: It is. It leaves a lot of questions answered, actually, about what was going on back then. But also, they would just prepare their tombs for when they went came back into their tombs, like, they would have food, they would have drinks, they had their pets, sometimes they had their wives or mistresses or Well, and Whoever. sometimes
1: they would even have, like, different servants or something that would either be killed or sacrificed or ones that had previously died in the tomb with them. And then they also had um, small sculptures of different servants mm-hmm. and things that would help them in the afterlife,
0: almost like little golems.
1: Yeah, uh, they're, they have a name and yeah. I'm
0: blanking on it, but they're Little Blue Dudes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> little Blue Dudes! Yeah, but... It's just... So interesting and fascinating, almost refreshing, because most cultures, or not most, but a lot of modern-day cultures do shy away from death a lot, and it's frowned upon if you embrace death. Not in, like, like, Come at me now. I'm ready. Right. It's more like you're more aware of it. You're more in tune with it. Right. Not even ghosts or spirits or anything. It's just like you've accepted it and you want to plan for it. And you kind of want to... Go further with it. Because it is a natural part of life. And no one knows what
1: comes after. Like, you can hear all those stories. You can read whatever the Mm -hmm. fuck you want to read about, oh, I saw heaven. Oh, this was terrifying. No, your brain does so many things on the impact of death. Mm-hmm. That you don't know what happens next Because people don't come back From truly being dead For a long enough time To know if there's anything after or not And that's terrifying mm-hmm. And they had this entire religion and culture Set up around that To where they were like you know what We don't know what comes after But this is what we think comes after And so we are going to plan
0: for that mm-hmm. because, And that just gives them A sense of purpose And almost like Not so much a fear of death where they're scared Where like I know a lot of people nowadays are like they're scared of dying and not doing anything and blah 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 and the fear of death you only live once YOLO and they were more like yeah you only live once but the second part's gonna be even better so kind of fuck the first part get everything ready for the second part Bye. Right. And also, <laughs> like, just different mythology and things we found in
1: tombs and stuff really help paint the picture of what life was like for them. Because the things that they thought they would be doing in the afterlife are things that they did on a day-to-day basis. And the foods that they ate. And, like, whenever the river flooded. And... Different things like that. Oh, well, this god is pissed off. But hey, you know what? We know that in that time, the river flooded at this time of year because of whatever god was pissed off.
0: hmm And a lot of ancient religions and mythology do that. They're almost called, they're almost cults. Not like in modern term, but that's what they were called. Like the cult of Zeus, the cult of Osiris kind of those sects, because they also had their own specific worshippers. Like, I know King Tut's dad wanted to go with a newer religion that was worshipping a sun god instead of the old gods, Mm -hmm. which everybody didn't like, and they're
1: like, what are you doing? Well, because that was around the same time where it was, um,
0: kind of like Manifest Destiny, and they thought all I had in my head when you said Manifest Destiny is Stewie, Griffin, and Brian in a truck. And Stewie just screaming, Manifest Destiny! (laughs) (laughs) But the pharaohs
1: thought that they were brought upon this earth to be in charge. And then there was a period where some of them thought that they themselves were were gods.
0: gods. And that was kind of cool because then they kind of... Created their own mythology with it. Yeah, like, they created, essentially, their own religion or their own cult, like, in in a real sense, like, a
1: more traditional sense of a cult. Like, they were the leader, and they had these
0: followers because they saw themselves as this person of a higher being. Yeah. Which is really cool. (laughs) I'm like, let's be honest. If I was, like, President of the United States, I would totally be like... I am a god. (laughs) This is what we're doing now. (laughs) And this is also why I will never be elected. Also why I will never run. Nope. Not doing that. (laughs) But, just in general, these old, old stories, it wasn't even just, like, preparing for the afterlife. They had stories of what the gods did, almost like gossip magazines, Mm -hmm. which is amazing in a weird way. I'm like, wow, we have come so far. But, like, they did that with Greek mythology, Japanese mythology, South South American is a continent, not a country. Okay. Native American mythology. You know, they all have very similar stories. Yeah, and now, like, we call it mythology,
1: but at the time, that was their religion. That's, like, Christianity, or Judaism, or... Islam or anything today, like, people in 1,500 years might look at the Bible and be like, this is the Christian mythology from this age. I know, it's wild to think about. Because that's essentially what it is, because
0: they were polytheistic. Mm -hmm. Christianity is monotheistic. And so is Islam and Judaism. Yes. Like, Monotheism is a relatively new concept. concept. Yes. It's only been around for two thou- two, two-ish thousand years. Right. Whereas the polytheism, it's been around for so, so long. It's been so around long. for an extremely long time because
1: it is in human nature to try to understand the world around you and what makes it work. And if you have to assign deities to that
0: to make it make sense for your brain, that's what they did. Mm-hmm. I mean, well, works, works, bro. Get you through the day. Yeah. Just don't be hateful. (laughs) That's the message of the day. Don't be hateful. (laughs) Do, 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 do. (laughs) The more you know. And see. (laughs) (laughs) But no, it's just mind-boggling because they also, it wasn't just... About the religion. They made these amazing buildings. Amazing statues. Pyramids. Everything. Like. It's insane what they were able to do. Yep. Also. I'm kind of really behind. Aliens visiting Egypt. From the future. Just because it's a ri- Do I actually believe it? No. But is the concept pretty cool? Yes. Hells yeah. <laughs> Cause like. I wanna know what those land speeder hieroglyphs mean. <laughs> Cause there's a hieroglyph in one of the uh pyramids that looks like a land speeder from Star Wars and a helicopter. Like these are mysteries I need answered because I wanna know what them aliens were about. Well, and like in all honesty, like we read and see
1: so many different things now that are like post-apocalyptic things where we have gone so far. We had this amazing technology and then it fails and we go back. Like, by Atlantis.
0: This... Well, and like
1: anything steampunk ever. Like, mm-hmm. all this technology has failed and now we're all on steam powered shit. Looks what happened. Like, so many different things. And part of me wonders if maybe during that time they had reached this higher level of technology and then something happened. And it got wiped out and we're
0: slowly rediscovering it in a different way I mean it would make a lot of sense I mean a lot of cultures have a lot of the same principles because a lot because I know some people don't believe the Egyptians made the pyramids at all it was aliens I'm Like that's bullshit and then the Bible tells you it was slaves also bullshit it was actually just workers Working around the clock. I could say it Because there's a... no records of them using slaves. I feel like to really construct s- slaves, things. they used. Or indentured workers. Prisoners. Mm hmm. Like, but it wasn't Jewish slaves.
1: No, but kind of like Le Mes style where they had like, huh? The work. Like, the workers, like, they've been arrested and they've been in custody for, like, 15 years and Mm -hmm. they have to work their time. It's their
0: version of the license plate factory. Exactly. (laughs) Manual labor. Manual labor. But there are also things where it's like, how did you do this? Like, seriously, how did they align the stars with Osiris, not Osiris, Orion's belt? like, what you talking? (laughs) We are going down some rabbit hole. But no, like, how did they figure this stuff out? How did they align the pyramids with Orion's belt? How did they map things out? How did they do this? Pulleys and winches just rolling things on logs? Like, these are huge slabs. Mm -hmm. Not to mention the work deaths that definitely occurred. Oh, yeah. Like, how did you do this? Like, how did they do it in Greece? How did they do it on Easter Island? How did they do it in Polynesia? How? The world may never, never know. know. Or as, like, the History Channel likes to go, Aliens. Oh, that guy. George Stephanop- Nope. That's a whole different person. <laughs> George Stephanopoulos is not the guy from Aliens. No. The story from History Channel. <laughs> He's a correspondent on news network. It's fine. This is, this is like before. When I was trying to get Ibis. Mm-hmm. Stop. It's, it's fine. Recommended. It's fine. Your Yer. Yer. <laughs> We're gonna take a quick break. <laughs> we'll be back with more Whatever this is, next, probably probably half conspiracies and half of us ranting about how much we love the Titanic, because let me tell you, bitch, I love me some Titanic. Yes. And I have some stories as well for the Titanic Museum in Branson, Missouri. Same. <laughs> Go visit it. It's pretty legit and True. cool. We'll be right back after this. You're the most amazingly astounding wonderful girl woman that i've ever known i'm not an idiot i know how the world works but i'm too involved now you jump i jump remember and we're back that was a fun little break you ready for some titanic bb titanic hey leo yeah. finally got his oscar by the way Five. Oh,
1: baby.
0: He's not baby anymore. He's like four, 40? Uh, he's almost 50? 40. He's older than I want to say he's almost 50. He, yeah. He's significantly... And Kate Winslet is like approaching 40. She was 18 when they filmed Titanic together. She was a wee bab. And let me tell you, their friendship goals... They, like, just heart-eyes each other so hard, and it's amazing, and I love it, and I can't handle it. He's 45. Called it. But, yeah, she's like 38 or something, or almost a little after 40. They're a few years apart. They're only one year apart. She's 44. Oh, that means... Oh, they were Babs when they were filming Titanic, because she was 18, so he was 19.
1: Yeah, they were tote babies,
0: because yeah. it was, oh, it was in 97. Yeah, they were we because my sister is 8 years older than me, and she was all about the Leo. For the longest time, I had a, po- the giant Titanic poster that my sister used to have, above me, on my bunk bed, because they used it as, sl- they used this giant poster that was attached to this giant piece of cardboard as slats for my top bunk. She was like 22 when they made it.
1: Whenever it came out, whenever so she
0: came. was probably like 20 whenever they made it. Either
1: so, way, babes.
0: wee babes, yeah. wee babes, the wee baby Seamus. <laughs> gotcha. Anyways, with the technical difficulties out of the way, let's dive into these conspiracy. You, lo- you like what I did there? Dive. Ha. I dive. See that. Don't dive to the Titanic. It's dangerous. <laughs> Unless you have proper equipment. as And you can't even dive. You have to go on a submarine. Did they even send humans down there? Or did they just do yeah. the auto? They went down there. James Cameron went down there a lot. That explains a lot. Well, when your Titanic is <laughs> That explains Avatar. Maybe he saw a bunch of blue people. (laughs) Anyways, we're trying to stay on topic this time. Conspiracy theories. Conspiracy. About the Titanic. So a little info for you guys. In case you didn't know, the Titanic sank. Don't give me that (laughs) face. I'm not. Late in the evening of April 14th, 1912, the RMS Titanic hit an iceberg and sank into the icy waters of the North Atlantic, killing 1,517 people of the 2, 2,223, which is roughly about three fourths, or a little bit of, almost like four fifths, because lifeboats, they didn't have that many, they didn't fill them to capacity. And it was panic. And some of the lifeboats drifted away and didn't get undocked either. Mm-hmm. But some people don't believe it actually sank. They believe there was a actual ship that sank, but they don't believe it's the Titanic. Quit giving me that look. <laughs>
1: I'm just curious.
0: <laughs> That's one theory. There's also the it was sunk on purpose theory. The theory that it had a cursed mummy aboard it. And so far my favorite one the Nazis did it. Fucking <laughs> Nazis. You know how South Park has a song Blame Canada? It should be really Blame the Nazis. <laughs> Blame the Nazis. So there is a conspiracy that J.P. Morgan, as in the banker person. Yeah. J.P. Morgan Chase, the big credit card company, planned the disaster to kill his rivals. Dang, son. According to the theory, millionaire banker J.P. Morgan planned the Titanic disaster to kill off his rival millionaires, Jacob Astor, Isidore Strauss, who owned Macy's, co-owned Macy's and Benjamin Guggenheim who all perished aboard the theory hinges on the fact that Morgan had originally planned to sail on the Titanic but changed his mind shortly before it took off yet it doesn't offer an explanation about how he caused <laughs> like there's the little thing of the how he caused the ship to hit an iceberg and kill over 1500 people let alone the three men he supposedly intended to die. To top it off, the theory claims Morgan wanted to kill them because they opposed the creation of the Federal Reserve, even though Astor and Guggenheim don't appear to have taken a position on it, and Strauss actually supported it. Alternative versions of this theory claim that the Rothschild banking family, or the Jesuits, (laughs) Were the ones who arranged Aster Strauss and Guggenheim's death on the Titanic. As the Washington Post notes, invoking the Rothschilds as international conspirators is a centuries old anti Semitic trope. The Rothschilds family founded banking houses across Europe in the early 1800s, and they have been a favorite target of conspiracy theorists ever since. It's the Jesuits. Honestly, I don't know what that word means. I'm 30 years old, and I don't know what that word means. I just know it's a religious thing. Is it about Jewish people? It's about Jewish people. Jewish people. Learn words with Emory. Look, Phonics. (laughs) The theory resurfaced recently in connection with QAnon, a far right conspiracy theory detailing a supposed secret plot by an alleged deep state against US Donald Trump and his supporters. Can you find the lines between the Titanic and Donald Trump? T. Titanic, T. Trump both failed in. <laughs> <laughs> it's a conspiracy, I tell you. <laughs> Obviously, that's a bit reaching. A bit. A bit. It's, like a century of reaching. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> it's, it's, it's just... It's, yeah. 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 It's, it's fine. Th- moving on. Yeah. The Titanic never sank. <laughs> that's the next theory. Okay. People seem to love a good insurance fraud story. So maybe it's unsurprising that this conspiracy theory is one of the Titanic's most popular. This one posits that someone switched the Titanic with another White Star Line ship, the RMS Olympic. Also a good theory, also really backed up with evidence too, which is really cool. But as Paul Burns, vice president and curator for the Titanic Museum Attractions in Missouri, hey, and Tennessee points out, it just doesn't make any sense. Bitch, let me tell you why it does make sense. Yay. (laughs) This theory starts with the fact that the Olympic was damaged while sailing from Southampton, England, to New York in September 1911. Also nice to point out, the captain of the Olympic at the time, same captain of the Titanic. Hmm. Ooh. And they had to return to Harland and Wolf's Shipping Yard in Belfast, Ireland for repairs. The company that repaired the Titanic, then repaired the Titanic and it sailed to New York and back. It returned to Belfast for more repairs in March of 1912 a few weeks before Titanic was set to sail. So they were right next to each other okay. as they were being as the Titanic was being built and the Olympic was be- repaired. The conspiracy theory claims that some people or people found the Olympic too severely damaged to be profitable, which was true. It was damaged. insurance didn't claim or they did an insurance claim. Insurance came back and found it was the Olympic's fault. Because the smaller ship that they had hit was, like, it was was a small thing. Like, Olympic and Titanic are huge. By the way, Queen Mary, the boat out in California, ten times bigger, apparently. It's huge! Boom! Knowledge bomb. But... It was a tiny thing that got injured and <laughs> oh. <laughs> got damaged in the collision with the Olympic and the Olympic was found at fault for that so insur- insurance wouldn't cover them. So what they did was at some point switch the Olympic of the Titanic to purposefully ditch the damaged ship, reap the insurance money and as it seems Kill a bunch of people in the process. Uh, it is a good theory, but, and has a lot of weird coincidental evidence to it. Cause there's pictures of the Titanic, the dates at sail having the same ama- amount of windows, the actual steel bolts that put on the plates are the same as the Olympic. Everything was stitched around a little bit. But it also came about that the Titanic was vastly underinsured by like a couple million dollars. Oh, It was more than a couple million, but it was underinsured. The Olympic actually went on and became a warship during the First World War and sailed for like 30-ish years afterwards because there's the Britannica, the Titanic, and the Olympic. Britannica didn't last that long. It's It sank in Greece. It was, like, 10 months. It did did some work. It was better than Titanic. I don't know what happened just there, but I kind of had a seizure, probably. (laughs) So, here's where we tie in the last part of the podcast with this podcast. A mummy's curse. Oh, no, Doom mommy. the Titanic. What Jack and Rose didn't know when they were making love in that car. They were not alone.
1: <laughs> There's someone in the back seat. Just hear this?
0: <sighs> Kinda like what we were talking about earlier with Ted Bundy. I'm trying to deep be dead here. <laughs> you don't even live here. <laughs> None of us live here! Anyways, moving on. That's, like, half a conversation. Doesn't even make sense unless you're there fully for it. Anyways, Cursed Mummy on Titanic. Ta-da! One of the passengers who went down with the Titanic was William Stead, a British editor who subscribed to early 20th century spiritualism and had spent the past several years claiming a cursed mummy was causing mysterious destruction and disaster in London. As with the other myths about Egyptian curses and Native American burial grounds. Man, you gotta watch out for them burial grounds. They everywhere. You took out the headstones but left the bodies! Poltergeist. It's been a minute. With the guy from Coach. That's all I know. That's all you know? I haven't actually seen it. Like... I've seen it in bits and pieces from when I was little, but it scared me. But also... Carolyn? (laughs) Carolyn? This house is clear, (gasps) ma'am. Bitch, it ain't. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways. Indian burial grounds. Excuse me. Native American burial grounds. This myth played off of colonists' anxiety about the people whose land they had plundered and stolen. So some right, that's what you get. They probably, <laughs> Native Americans were probably like, hey there's a burial ground right there dude, you probably shouldn't live there. What? And it's all just a conspiracy for white people to get all frazzled and freaked out. <laughs> Native Americans are like <laughs> having the last laugh. That's a pathetic laugh. We're gonna move on now. On board the Titanic! <laughs> Stead happily repeated his tale of the mummy's curse to other passengers. After the ship sank, a survivor recounted Stead's story to the New York world, and the media picked it up. The next month, the Washington Post ran this headline, Ghost of the Titanic, Vengeance of Hoodoo Mummy Followed a Man Who Wrote Its History. So, we're going from Egypt to Hoodoo. Okay, Washington Post,
1: you, uh, you're special there, bud.
0: You're on. on. You're on. <laughs> Something. Burns says people link the mummy's curse to Egyptian artifacts that survivor and hero Margaret Brown, a.k.a. Molly the Unsinkable Brown, or the Unsinkable Molly Gra- Brown. Yes. Molly the Unsinkable. God damn it! I just said it! The unsinkable Molly Brown (laughs) Ah. (laughs) really did take with her on the Titanic to deliver to a museum in Denver her house is in Denver too it's a museum I want to go there my little brother used to live out there with his in-laws and her family and my older brother used to be stationed out there and we would go out and visit a lot. So we're going on a road trip to Denver. We we got going road trip to Denver go see Molly Brown. Field trip the tube that would be a podcast. <laughs> oh my god! So this is what we got so far. Supposed cursed mummy, Miss Molly Brown really got some stuff from Egypt she probably shouldn't have. So that's what we got so far in this theory. In other versions of the story, the mummy was actually aboard the Titanic because the British Museum had sold it to an American who was shipping it home. Snopes reports. <laughs> Why are you selling a mummy? <laughs> For an unwrapping party. Yeah, but you've been sending it to America. You didn't make that much money off a of British Museum. Why you do that? Why you do that? But the truth is the so-called unlucky mummy is still at the British Museum. It's still there.
1: Imagine that.
0: Imagine that. And no mummy was ever loaded onto the ship. It was an iceberg, not a curse, that sank the Titanic. (laughs) I never read this one before. Oh, God. The ship's number read no pope backwards. (laughs) No pope. No pope for you. Tiny Hill Satan's in the background. Oh god, it's against the Catholics now. (laughs) One myth posits that Catholic employees of Harlan and Wolf. That. That's from Angel, like the TV series, Heart, Ram, and Wolf. (gasps) Joss Whedon, we just discovered your shit, re exposed you.
1: I was just thinking Bad Wolf from Doctor Who. And I went with Angel.
0: No, did you ever watch that? No. Nah. I didn't, I was trying to think of who did. I think that was just my sister and me. Anyways, that's why I got canceled. Was the
1: only two that only two watched Only two that watched it.
0: Joss did it just for us. Anyways. The Belfast company that built the Titanic, Har- Harland and Wolf, were distressed that the ship's number 390904 seemed to say, No Pope. When viewed in a mirror. Was this a sign of bad luck that foretold the ship's doom? Yes. <laughs> Clearly. No. Oh No. No. The late Titanic historian Walter Lord wrote that he received letters from people in Ireland relaying that no pope story beginning in the 1950s. Yet as Byrne pointed out in the 1986 book The Night Lives On, there was no such number attached to the Titanic. The whole number painted on the ship was 401, the same as its yard number at Harland and Wolf, And its board of trade number was 131428. Yet even if it, one of its numbers had read No Pope, there weren't any Catholic workers at Harland and Wolf for it to upset. <laughs> I mean, I mean. Maybe they were. Maybe you were just shaming the Catholics and they felt they had to hide. Wait, no. That doesn't happen. That doesn't happen. We're gonna shame the Catholics into hiding. Have you ever tried to shame a Catholic into hiding? It don't work. They're the ones in charge. Have you seen the Vatican whenever there's an event? Bitch. They don't care if there's a bomb threat. They don't care if anything's on fire. They will show up. That's what it showed. That's what was in the movie of Demon, <laughs> Angels and Demons with Tom Hanks, as he tried to save the Vatican from an antimatter bomb. But you and McGregor saved them all. Spoiler alert: He's a bad pope. <laughs> Back to Titanic. Are you talking about Angels and Demons or D- the Da Vinci Code? No, it's the it's the sequel to Da Vinci Code. Okay. Angels and Demons is the div- is the sequel to Da Vinci Code. So
1: I've only watched the first one. It wasn't I, that great.
0: I didn't even watch the first one. I read the second book, Angels and Demons, in high school. Bitch, no, I watched. And then the I watched first one right after I got an anagram tattooed
1: on my arm, and then all the spoiler alert, all the people that are dying have like anagrams of like water or air or whatever on them and I'm like looking at my wrist in the theater like
0: am I gonna die now? You're gonna <laughs> die now bitch, that's what you get. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. By the 20th century, Harlan Wolf had a reputation for only employing Protestants The company had driven its Catholics away in the late 1800s. Writes, Annie Caulfield in Irish Blood, English Heart, Ulster Fry. I don't know. Despite this reality, Paul Burns of the Titanic Museum Attractions in Missouri and Tennessee says that the visitors will still occasionally ask about this myth. Oh, this is a good one. This is the last one, but that's a good one. That's a good one. A sequel one. Jack Dawson is Jay Gatsby. Jay Gatsby, as in from the Great Gatsby. Yeah. This one is actually one. about the movie with Leo DiCaprio, and it's a fan theory. I've heard this one. But still, and I love fan theories. They are my most favorite things ever. Fanfic. Fanfics. <laughs> Who doesn't love a good fanfic? Truth. Anne Rice. <laughs> Get out. She doesn't! Okay, real quick rant here. Anne Rice is a piece of shit. Because, <laughs> we're getting real here. Okay. She would sue fanfiction writers for writing fanfiction about interview her with characters. her characters. Especially portraying them as gay. Have you watched the movie? Have you read your own book, lady? Exactly, she would sue people and bury them under so much legal work. And you, this is like fan fiction mythology for you. This is how we began. We had to hide our stuff to share with each other. It was awful. We were in the dark ages. Ao3 was only a dream that could maybe someday happen. Tumblr. Ba-da-da. Ba-da-da. She would bury fan fiction writers under so much legal work and cost them money because they wanted to share their own stories they made up for her characters.
1: Dick move.
0: And then she became a born-again Christian. And then she suddenly decided not to be. And she still doesn't like fanfiction. Here's the thing. Fan fiction gonna happen whether you like it or not.
1: Take it as a compliment. Am
0: Neil Marie Gaiman good. does. Neil Gaiman is a true G. I like Neil Gaiman. Neil Gaiman is like, I want you to have happy fan fiction parties.
1: I get to see him speak live.
0: I hate you. Back to Jack Dawson and Jay Gatsby. Jack. J, same Same. first letter, same first two letters, must be same person. So, (laughs) the movie is obviously an alternate timeline where he survived the sinking of the ship, as in Jack Dawson survived the Titanic of the sinking of the ship, and makes a life for himself in America so he can reunite with Rose. He survives, fills himself into the party going showman in the jazz age, (laughs) (laughs) in in the jazz age. Jazz hands. Exercise. <laughs> Give him the old razzle dazzle. Oh. <laughs> In hopes that Rose will one day appear, but ends up finding love with another woman, Daisy.
1: Oh,
0: oh. does he like flowers? This is... I'm just <gasps> saying. The connection. It's a rose. It's a daisy. They're flowers. The rose by any other name would smell as sweet. Rose named Daisy! Uh. (laughs) Ah! But those are the theories. Those are interesting. But do you really want to know where the Titanic sank? Let's tell our viewers why the Titanic really sank. Poor materials that were used for building. (laughs) Another various... And an iceberg. Minor, and an iceberg. Well, see, the steel they were using was not pure steel. No, it's
1: like it was a subpar proper. mixture.
0: It was a subpar picture of iron and steel. And it made it weak. There is also a fire in the hole where the iceberg hit in the front part that had been going on. They actually found traces of this and signs of it from photographs for the burning could be seen where it had warped the metal. And so when it hit the iceberg, if it had hit it regular-like, like like it had, it would have been damaged, but not as badly. Yeah, they would have been fine. They would have been fine. Or if they had hit it head-on, it would have been fine. Because those fucking ships for they used the Olympic, which was the Titanic's sister ship, during World War One, and it fucking sank U-boats. It would just ram them head on, take no damage, and just sink those fuckers. Did that for the whole entire war. And the Britannica was a hospital ship, and that, that didn't last long, it's in Greece still. It sank U-boat. Do, 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 do. I can't do the song. Well, I'll insert it later. It's fine. You'll hear the Titanic song because I know whenever you look at the Titanic, you think about the Titanic, you have to have that song. (laughs) Like that band in Mexico that is playing My Heart Will Go On as the mall is flooded that they're in. Yeah. And that poor mall worker is just like kicking a bucket underneath this waterfall. So, a little extra for you, both of us have been to the Titanic Museum in Branson, Missouri, which is the Titanic Museum that they were mentioning, um, that has the director of the Titanic that the theories were talking about. We did not go together. Nope. But imagine that! We went somehow! I didn't know you went, either.
1: Yeah, I went... When did you go? Oh, dang. Like, right after... I honestly think like one of the first years it was open because I went with my parents. So I still either lived at home or lived close
0: enough to home that my parents went with me. hmm I went last year for the first time. I had been dying to go. I wanted to go so bad. I used to work at a after school program and a summer program where we would have kids. And they would come in after school and we would go on field trips sometimes. And during the summer, we had the kids all day where we would take bigger field trips. Every year, never failed, we went to the Titanic and I would ask my boss, can I go to Titanic? They're like, no, we can't afford to have you leave your room. I'm like, somebody else can go in there. I want to go to Titanic. Never got to go until last year. You got to go. And I'm like, bitch, I'm going to the Titanic. It was really cool. It was really cool. And it was... Okay, so this is a story I need to tell you because because this is the first time I'm telling you this and this is the first time you're telling me this about us going to the Titanic. I have a story. I went with Britta last year who also comes on the podcast regularly. They When you go in and get in line, they hand you their little remote for the tour that everyone gets. You can't take pictures or film or anything because some of the stuff they have are artifacts from the boat that are photos sen- sen- sensitive. Also, um, no one wants to stand in line with a bunch of flashing cameras to see a chair. True, true. But when you first get there, you get this little remote control thing that you hold up to your ear and press buttons at different stations, and it'll tell you about what that station is. You'll also get tickets to the show. It's not a show. The museum. And it's like a boarding pass, like you would have on the Titanic. My boarding pass scared the bejesus out of me. Why did it scare the bejesus out of you, Emory? So, my birth name is Emma. The ticket I got was for Emma. Buh, And I had a moment there where I'm just like, what? And so I look at the lady, all the attendants there are in period dress, as if they are on the Titanic, usually maids. Usually terrible fake accents. Some of them I'm like, I don't know. I'm like, I can't tell if you're an actual British person or what you are. (laughs) (laughs) I can't tell. But you're probably tired and I'm not going to (laughs) judge. True. But I asked the person who had handed us our tickets, I'm like, Because I had reserved tickets and bought them beforehand. I'm like, do you guys, like, print stuff out on demand for people specifically when they, like, buy tickets? And they're like, no, these things are just random. I'm like, "Ah, No. And so I told her, I'm like, my name's Emma too. And Britta's like, "Ah, That's not it. (laughs) No, there's more. (laughs) There's more. Because I'm a child. (laughs) Let me tell you. So, you walk through this amazing museum. You get to see scale models of it. You get to hear the stories of how it was built. The Grand Staircase. Not there yet. Sorry. Calm. Yeah, they do have a replica of its Grand Staircase. Let me tell you, I wanted to reenact the great stepping down of Rose and Jack. But they would not let me. They're like, please move along. (laughs)
1: Yeah, no touchy-touch.
0: Well, like, you can touch the banister and stuff, but they're like, please move along, you're blocking the way. <laughs> and you go through the remakes of the third-class cabins, and mm-hmm. that was luxurious <laughs> to them at the time. I'm like, I would kill someone. It's small, it's so small, it's so inky-dinky. But they also showed you pictures of the animals. I had no idea there were so many animals on the ship. And I'm fucking sad as hell. Because them animals died. I know. I'm more upset about the animals than the people. It wasn't the animals' fault. They didn't choose to be there. They just happened to be there. Mm. Then they also went over the children of the Titanic. They went over... The different artifacts, there were chairs and life vests and uh, plates and utensils and everything. So cool. They had a remake of the giant boiler Mm. where you can, like, shovel coal. Yeah. Quotations. It's basically, you pick up a shovel, you pretend to get coal, you make the motion of throwing it into the furnace and it makes a noise. Oh! Very Silver Dollar-ish. Yes. Silver Dollar City is a local theme park as well, set in the 1800s. It's a western thing.
1: But it actually used to be a
0: city. It did? the park is. Yeah. Well, I was today years old when I found that out. Um, and it's actually
1: on an episode. I think it was already, like, a theme park of some sort at that point, but it was... On an episode of the Beverly Hillbillies, because they sponsored that episode, and they actually recorded, like, the <laughs> old, white like, black and white Beverly Hillbillies. Hot damn.
0: Yeah.
1: Fun fact. Fun fact! This is what you have in Missouri. Well, because the church at Silver Dollar City, you can actually get married there. What?! Yeah. Like, and they have, like, actual, like, services and stuff Um. Uh, what? Sunday mornings is, like, the wilderness church that they have, like, right off, like, to the side of, like, yeah, the square. Yeah, like, when you first go, what? Yeah, that's, like, an actual church, dude.
0: Oh, my God, I'm yeah. learning so many new things, I did not know. Um. Titanic? Yeah. <laughs> Back to Titanic. Titanic Museum. <laughs> Titanic Museum in Very Branson. close
1: to Silver Dollar City. Very close
0: to Silver Dollar City in Branson. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> Titanic Museum. You go through, you get to see a whole bunch of different stuff, and what I also found out later, I was super mad, I didn't know they were in town at the time, Ghost Hunters, not Ghost Hunters, Ghost Adventures. There you go. Zach Bagels, Aaron Goodwinch, that other guy.
1: Aw, buddy.
0: (laughs) They were in town, and they did an episode with the Pythian Castle. That's on another episode coming up, I already had that planned. And the Titanic Museum. Titanic Museum is apparently hella haunted. <laughs> which I'm here for.
1: Well, with the artifacts and There's stuff. There's little
0: kids that run around. <laughs> and they leave a bunch of handprints on things at night. They also do other little weird stuff too. Like the vi- famous violin. Yeah. That was there for a while. Mm-hmm. They had incident in. Incidents. I can talk with that as well. Like, this is so awesome! It was also... The ladies of the Titanic theme when we got there. So we got to see all their fancy dresses and stuff. We got to see their bedrooms. Like, first class bedrooms. I'm like, I want to live here! And then, we got to the end. Where... You get to it's kind of fun house. It's kind of a fun house area. You get to sit in a replica of the lifeboat to kind of get a feel for it. You can walk up the angle different angles of the Titanic as it was sinking. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I did not take it seriously when I should have because I saw it as a challenge. I got to climb this. Britta couldn't climb it. I'm like, bitch, I gotta climb this. I'm like, fuck yeah, I will survive. Probably not. But maybe because I'm fat, so that gives me more warmth in the water. (laughs) (laughs) Just saying. Also, about the water, they have a little pot thing that you can put your
1: hand in. That you can put
0: your hand in it. I got in trouble with that.
1: (laughs) Did you keep your hand in it too long?
0: I kept my hand in it too long.
1: Did your hand go numb?
0: It did go numb because I had to out time this kid that was, he was 10 years old. And they have a timer there. Yep. To say, okay, this is how long they waited in the water. This is how early they died and stuff in the water. And I just stick my hand in as a challenge and I'm like watching the other kid next to me and he's keeping his hand in. And Britta is like, what are you doing? I'm like, to wait i have to wait it smells like chlorine but i have to wait the water was not 28 yeah it was 28 degrees it was very very cold but felt amazing because it was like a 99 degree day outside Mm -hmm. but here i am an adult fully aged at 29 going up against a 10-year-old, trying to outweight him with her hands in freezing water. And I fucking won. <laughs> and then I pulled it out. I'm like, I can't feel my hand, and it kind of hurts. <laughs> but not before, Britta pulled out the Emery Louise. Oh, I got the first middle name from my friend who's five years younger than me.
1: <laughs> you get in trouble with that, babe.
0: I got in trouble by a babe. I'm like, it's fine. As I'm waving this arm around and shaking it off. Also, with the tickets at the Titanic Museum, you can see if your person died or did not. I lived. I was the oldest maid there. We lived. Also found out later when I told my dad we went there. He's like, hey, we had family on the Titanic. I'm like, are you kidding me? He's like, no, they all died, but... (laughs) Thanks. Yeah, because they were third-class and stowaways and switch around. So I'm like Great This is amazing. Thanks for this information Jimmy never telling us when we were obsessed with it when we were younger, but you know well And then we went to the gift shop. I got a tiny Titanic in a bottle I got a Heart of the Ocean plastic remake. And I got a Best Friends (laughs) heart in half for me and Britta. With two anchors on either side. (laughs) It's hung up in my car. And they take your picture in front of a blue screen. And you can have it done to where it's like in the front of the bow. Mm. In front of the... Grand Staircase, or just on the side of the ship. I got all three. It was a prom pose picture. It was amazing. Yes. And then we came home because it was fucking hot as hell and we wanted to go home and it's like an hourish drive from Branson to here. Truth. And so that was our rant on the Titanic. Did you have any stories from your Titanic time? My Titanic time? I... Titanic
1: time. I enjoyed the museum. It's whenever it first opened, so I'd like to go back and see what's changed, because I don't know if... I don't recall them having the little, like, things where you listen to the different exhibits whenever I went. Mm -hmm. I just remember having to read everything. And I spent so much time in there because I had to read every little plaque because I had to know about all the things. Like, even
0: the little things, it took us a good two and a half hours to go through. Yeah. It's intense, but I love it. But what also got me is when we went into the room where they're like, because there's a room for the musicians of the Titanic. And there's this guy in his little tuxedo thing playing My Heart Will Go On on the piano And all of a sudden, you just see the musicians, and I'm like, oh, God, I didn't think I was going to get emotional and cry, but here it is.
1: Here I am, crying at another museum in my life. (laughs) (laughs) We
0: cry at museums. We do. (laughs) We do. I've cried at, I don't want to talk. I've cried at a lot of museums. Sometimes you just get a little overwhelmed because it's just so magical. It is. unrealistic in the fact that you're there looking at this thing going, hey. Hey. This is real. This is real. I've only seen it in books. I'm in the same room as this. Like when you meet a person for the first time and you've only seen them on the television screen. Yeah. It's kind of surreal and weird and you don't know what to do. Yep." Like when we first met Sean Patrick Flannery and Norman Reedus, <laughs> We're in line and all I hear is some guy doing a falsetto to some disco music and I'm like, it's that fool. Lo and behold, he busts out a curtain and Sean Patrick Flannery. Yep. He there he's saying hi to us, waving hi. And I'm like, he's so short, what happened? True fact, Sean Patrick Flannery and Norman Reedus are actually pretty short.
1: Yeah, Norman Reedus is like, maybe, maybe six foot? Cause you were all- Cause 'Cause I'm almost six foot, and I'm like- For reference, I'm 5'4". And I'm like 5'10".
0: And you're like a good head taller than me. And I was almost the same height as Reedus. And here I am, this tiny goblin-
1: <laughs> That's a good photo of us.
0: That is a good. <laughs> it was a very a goblin moment. Very much a goblin moment.
1: In our Bob's Burgers cosplay. In our Bob's
0: Burgers cosplay, she was. You were Linda, and I was Louise. Yup Yep. You're my mom. No. Even though I'm older, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> But yeah, that's, that's what happens when you get the two of us together. Random shit and rabbits. Yep. So anything you want to promote or do a shout out for, friendo? Uh...
1: I don't know if I did a shout out to it last time. I have a couple buddies that have a YouTube channel. And it was called 3B Production Co. And they've rebranded because he redid his movie room in his basement because it flooded. Oh, no. And so he decided to make it look like an old time. Well, not old time, but like in our lifetime. Like a blockbuster video store. Ah! And so they've rebranded as 3B Video. Nice. So they have recommendations. They have reviews. They have... All things horror movies they hype each other up they talk about other people's content like they're a great group of guys they do live streams every Friday you should check them out if you like horror genre movies and that's 3B video 3B video I'm not sure if they've completely rebrand rebranded their YouTube. Um, if you can't find it under Three B Video, it is still under Three B Production Co.
0: On YouTube, yes. Also, guess what, guys? We got a Facebook page now. <gasps> Facebook. I page. got off my ass, and by mean I, I mean Britta. <laughs> Someone did it. She's an unofficial, official partner of the podcast. Yes. She's starting her own podcast soon about movies. Ooh. Want to know what her first one was about? Boondock Saints. Yes. We watched it. We reviewed it. It's going to be awesome. Once she actually gets it up, I'll get a reference for you guys to check it out. It was a lot of fun to do. I was with her on the first episode. She does a different episode with different people every time to review movies. It's pretty cool. And at some point, we're going to do the second Boondock Saints movie. And maybe one day the third one. I should be here for it. Yes! The twins. Reviewing the twins. Reviewing Boondock Saints with the twins. Yes! I will definitely let her know, because that would be an awesome thing. Because I told her about how you and I dressed up as the boys. Yes, this will also be a clusterfuck. This is going to be clusterfuck. It's going to be gorgeous. It's going to be an amazing clusterfuck, but gorgeous. This is what happens when twins get together that aren't actually twins, but still. Yes. Twins, but not twins, but yeah. But yeah, you can find us on Facebook at 3Spoopy5MePodcast. Just search that. We'll come right up. We've posted all the podcasts there. I like to post little memes and stuff there. I'll give you guys updates and everything. We got new guests coming on. A new variety of people. I'm trying to get other people on it as well. It's going to be awesome. New equipment has come in. It's growing. Don't look at me like that.
1: <laughs> I'm looking at you like that because your elbow's snapped. <laughs> My
0: elbows are loud.
1: <laughs> but
0: yeah, I'm so excited, guys. This whole thing is taking off, and everybody that's listening, even if it's just, like, here and there, and you're listening to it in parts, that's still awesome! People actually like this. And without you, this would be nothing. Nothing at all. It'd still be me screaming at my peoples. Yep. About rabbits and mummies. And how I cry. Titanic. At Titanic. Also, if you don't fucking cry at heart Titanic, you have no heart. <laughs> oh. Okay. Because it's probably in a jar because you're mummified. <laughs> 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 it's a good segue. It's a good segue. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys, until next time, stay spoopy.